11 after 9 on CKW. So does the nightly struggle to get homework done, especially for uh, your elementary kids, uh, is it just getting to be too much of a pain, uh, too much of a power struggle, and too many tears? Well, then uh, you'll be pleased to hear what my next guest has to say. Heather Shoemaker has uh, written a book about uh, homework and, uh, in particular, why homework, especially for elementary kids, uh, does not improve their academic performance and, in fact, may be doing uh, some harm. Her uh, book is called It's Okay to Go Up the Slide, and uh, it'll be out uh, tomorrow, and she joins us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. So tell me, uh, this is a, a, a debate I think that's been going on for a long time now, but there is is proof, there's research, there's evidence that homework uh, does not improve the academic performance, of, uh, especially of younger students. Yes, well, that's, that you put your finger on it because there's been lots of studies about homework, but now they're realizing how age-dependent it is. You know, so it's, it can really help the older students, high school age, but when you're looking at the youngest kids, elementary school, especially the youngest elementary, it really does not um, have an impact on, on their academic improvement in school. And what is the basis for that uh, uh, idea? Well, the, re- the research study that I'm citing in particular is from Dr. Harris Cooper. And what he did is he took 180 research studies. These are all peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed studies about homework and looked at them all in kind of a big comprehensive analysis. So he's not just looking at one study, but looking at a whole batch of them. And this is what the whole 180 turned out to say is, Look, folks, it really helps the older kids, but not the elementary age. Do we know why that's true? Well, I think it has to do with basic child development, which is that young children have a lot of ways that they're still growing and developing, and a lot of that development happens through play. And so they need, they need more play and less homework, or no homework. Well, they need time to turn their attention to other parts of their lives. Right. So the youngest kids, you know, they're in school, let's say a standard seven-hour school day. And when school's out, they've focused so much of their day on um, the cognitive side of their brains, all that academic part, that now they really have a, a need to focus on the physical part. You know, we call that running around outside screaming and <laughs> whatever they might be doing. Yeah. It's physical development. Yeah. Um, they also need to focus on the um, social side, the emotional side, you know, So one thing that we see happen is that kids come home, they're ready for a break, and then they have to do their homework. This creates a big emotional um, power struggle with the parents often. The kids are coming home, they're exhausted, they want some emotional support from their family, and the parents instead have to become the homework cop and kind of ride them to get their homework done. And so instead of getting nurturing and support, the whole situation is turning on its head. And so this uh, causes, obviously, friction between the parent and the child. The parent feels uh, they, they have to do the homework because that's what the school wants. Uh, and so there's, there's guilt, there's anger, there's, there's friction. There's friction. There's sort of a clash of authorities because a lot of parents actually think, you know, that they feel like they know what's best for their kid at that moment. This kid really needs to go to sleep, you know. Yeah. They're tired out, they need to go to bed. But they feel, the parent feels they can't buck the authority of this teacher. Now, to give the teachers a lot of credit, a lot of teachers don't want to be giving the homework, and they're feeling the pressure from the parents. 
Hmm. You know, parents are often saying, where's the homework? And yeah. they don't see it. They're worried their kid will fall behind and think that this is the path to success. So we need to relax a little bit and realize the path to success is not necessarily more worksheets. But what's, what could be wrong with, um, I don't know, reviewing a times table or reviewing a, a, a bit of science before a, a, a test the next day? What, why would that be unproductive? If there is ample time in the day, it wouldn't be productive. But kids need to uh, reboot for the next day. And if you're looking at the science and the research, what helps the most to do well on that test the next day is getting good long sleep. I mean, that improves the memory, the focus, the learning, and the behavior in class, too. And so the time that might be spent, you know, hitting the books um, would be better spent sleeping. Yes, and that's true no matter what age. But for the younger kids particularly, they don't have a lot of hours in their day. And they just, they really need to be able to focus on other things when school is out. And what does this do to uh, their, their sense of, of independence, of a child's independence, because the, if the parent is constantly having to remind them and cajole them and, and uh, you know, badger them into uh, doing their, their homework, it doesn't say much for the child's ability to learn how to work independently, I think. Exactly. You know, you put your finger on it again, because the kids, I mean, one thing that people will say, there's a lot of people that firmly, firmly believe that homework is a, is a good in our kids' lives. Yeah. Besides academic benefits, they cite responsibility as the next thing. It teaches our kids responsibility. Right. But um, here, if you give the kids the homework at the young ages and they can't cope with it emotionally and they can't even get started on it without being reminded and begged and all these things, well, you're taking the responsibility away from the kids at that point. You know, the, when homework comes at a more age-appropriate time, then the kid can completely own the homework and remember to do it and get it done, and it becomes their responsibility. But at these young ages, the parents get involved, and then it sets up these um, really unhealthy dynamics, which actually tend to last through the child's school years. So if you start in kindergarten or first grade becoming the homework monitor in your household, that's going to be a hard role to get out of because people fall into habits. Listen, I'll get you to stand by. Talking with uh, Heather Shoemaker, Uh, the author of It's Okay to Go Up the Slide. Uh, Tell me what you think about this, about homework. We're talking specifically about uh, elementary school and maybe a little bit of middle school as well. Uh, Shoot me an email, john, J-O-N, at C-K-N-W dot com. And tell me whether you agree with what Heather is saying about homework, especially if you're a a teacher. Do you think that it is useful? Um, Or do you think that it is, uh, as I would guess that a lot of parents... Uh, would uh, say that, no, in fact, it can be just a real pain in the uh, you-know-what. Six, uh, zero, uh, sorry, uh, John, J-O-N at cknw.com is uh, my email. You can also leave us uh, a uh, message at uh, 604-280-9898 uh, on uh, our uh, message line as well. More coming up. We're talking with Heather Shoemaker. She's been described as the agent provocateur of the young childhood set. Uh, in uh, her uh, previous book and on the, the new one that's out, it's okay to go up slide, Renegade Rules for Raising Confident and Creative Kids. Now, we've been talking about um, uh, homework in elementary school, but there are other things, uh, other ideas that you, you put forth 
Um, number, uh, well, not number one, but near the top, recess is a right. Yes, that's, that's sort of linked with the homework one, partly because if kids don't get their homework done, they often get kept in for recess. Um, and recess, at least in the U.S., is diminishing um, the number of recess breaks kids get as well as how long they are. Um, and in a lot of cases, either eliminating it altogether or substituting a gym class, a physical education class, instead of recess time. And that is, that is happening in, the, in the education yeah. in the States? That's happening in the States, um, and a lot of the kids are also getting their recess organized. So instead of being able to have it be a free time of yeah. kids decide what to do, they're being organized into group games by adults. Uh, another point that you make is, and I find this humorous, it's okay not to kiss grandma. <laughs> yes, that was going to be the original title, but we thought it might offend all the lovely grandmothers <laughs> of the world. I'm sure that there are a few of them listening right now going, What? What do you mean it's okay not to kiss Grandma? Well, there's some basic expectations. We just think if Grandma appears, she gets all the hu- hugs and kisses she wants. They're, for young children, we're talking about the preschool ages, um, they often do not want to be touched even by somebody that, that they love at that moment. And it's part of, it's a dual thing of learning manners in an appropriate way, but also learning it's okay to set limits on your body because it's partly a safety lesson. Hmm. Uh, and linked to the next chapter I have, which is it's okay to talk to strangers. People are very worried about stranger danger and what a stranger might do, but most people who harm kids are actually friends and family. So if you're kind of pushing the let grandma or grandpa, whoever it is, um, touch a child in a way that they don't feel like being touched, even yeah. if it's just that they don't want a juicy kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or grandpa's breath smells funny and they want to have a break from it. Yeah. <laughs> set limits on their bodies. Well, and, and one of the other th- things you talk about is safety second. Now, does this relate to the, the stranger thing? Well, it, it all interrelates, but the chapter in safety second is a changing mindset for parents to stop thinking always, always safety first, because life is about change and risk and growth, and kids need a lot of healthy risk in their lives. So some of it's physical risk, like running too fast or riding their bike what we think is too fast or climbing, you know, testing their limits, um, climbing up the slide. Other things are um, risks that we might not even consider, like emotional risks, um, the chance of feeling bad um, or being sad or mad or scared, um, allowing them to have those kinds of um, healthy risks. Well, one of, th- one of the things that definitely has happened uh I don't know, in the last couple of, of decades or so, is, is um, I mean, the idea of a play date, of, of kids not being able to go out and, uh, you know, run around the neighborhood. Now, maybe that is actually taking place, but from, from what I can gather, I mean, there's a lot more um, paranoia around your children possibly being harmed or abducted or, you know, some, some uh, tragedy befalling them when uh, they're not in your direct view. And uh, yes. I think we've we've gone too far in one direction on that. Yeah, you're right, because it has reached the state of paranoia, despite the fact, and I, I mentioned this in the book, that um, crime rates, including against children, are at the lowest point in 40 years, not just in the U.S., but in most developed countries. So this is, it's safer than ever before, and yet we're more scared than ever before. Um. And this idea of not forcing participation. Of course, there are a lot of kids who, you know, they go to school 
and then they come home and there is there is structure they they play a sport or they belong to a club or uh, then there's a play date and so f- what I can gather from what you're saying is that is to dismantle some of that overarching structure uh, in their lives. Yes, kids are really lacking and suffering from um, a lack of time just to follow their own ideas. Um, We have scheduled them and structured them nearly every hour of their day in some families. But the second idea, and don't force participation, is if you do sign your child up for a uh, a TOTS music class or a peewee soccer or whatever it might be, and they don't feel like doing what the rest of the group is doing at that point, don't sweat it. Um, as long as that child is not disrupting what the other kids are doing, it's fine if they don't do what the crowd is doing. I appreciate you taking out the time to join our show this morning. Uh, thought-provoking uh, uh, very much. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. It's okay to go up the slide. Renegade Rules for Raising Confident and Creative Kids. Heather Shoemaker is the author, and her book is out uh, actually tomorrow.